Hi, my name's Adam, and this is the Foster Adoption Podcast, a resource for people who are interested in growing their family by adopting children from foster care. I picked the boys up from school and daycare, and we headed straight to our agency. I told them that we were going to visit their social worker. About 10 minutes into the car drive, the older boy remembered that his mom said a bunch of times on the phone that she would see him today. And he asked, wait, is my mom going to be there? In my head, my first thought was, "Uh, well, I guess she's mom again, instead of her first name like he had been using. I said that I wasn't sure because sometimes she shows up, sometimes she doesn't, but we will have fun either way. I was so concerned about setting up expectations that she was going to be there if she didn't show up, like last time. I got to the back of the agency right on time and our social worker was already waiting outside. She nodded to me as to say that the birth mom is already there. I was astounded. I parked and the social worker took the boys inside. (sighs) I was numb. It was such a bizarre feeling. For the next two hours, they would be with their birth mom for the first time in 89 days. The first time that we wouldn't be with them for a few hours. It was just a very bizarre feeling. About an hour and a half in, I received a text from the social worker. She said, and I quote, I don't want to say this in front of the boys. The mom was critical of their outfits today, stating they were old clothes and asking if they've been bought any new clothes. For next week's visit, let's have the boys wear one of their new outfits. I don't want her thinking they have not been bought any new clothes. I was fuming mad initially. I had put them in clothes that were from her time with them so she could see that they still had a connection to her and that they weren't forgetting her. I thought it was sweet. In my anger, I remembered back to what the foster family had told us. They said that the mom would pick up on anything and everything during the visits. So that moment reminded me that this wasn't personal. And then upon further reflection, I realized that we get to dress them every day. We get to take them to school. We get to do homework with them. We get to hear them laugh. We get to console them when they cry. We get everything right now. The birth mom... Regardless of what she's done, doesn't get any of that. And that has to be the hardest thing in the world. So when she complains about their clothes or anything else, that's just her trying to gain some control in a situation where she doesn't have any. I get it. So for those last few minutes before the scheduled visit was to be over, I honestly contemplated any possible way that I could try to catch a glimpse of the birth mom. I was just so curious. We knew nothing about her. We had no pictures. There was nothing online. Just wanted to see what she looked like. Just wanted to see what the boys may look like someday. Wanted to pick up on any connection. I thought, maybe I could get confused about where I was supposed to pick them up and just be in the front area instead. Or, hey, she doesn't know what I look like. Maybe I could just sit in the lobby and pretend to be there for another reason. (sighs) In the end, I took the high road and did what I was supposed to do. I took a deep breath and went to my assigned door and waited for the boys. I was not sure what was going to happen. I was terrified that they were going to have completely forgotten who I was in those two hours. The door opened and the little one ran over and yelled, Papa, Papa, and gave me a big hug. I was so relieved. I 
was on the verge of tears. The older boy didn't give me a hug, but he did come over and he just kept on repeating how happy he was to get the Venom toy from Spider-Man. Which was hard to hear <laughs> each time he talked about it because he already has the same exact toy that we bought him for, for that we bought for him. But this one came from his mom, so he cherishes it. I get it, I get it, I get it. I put them in the car and then talked right outside the car with the social worker. The social worker elaborated on how the birth mom would nitpick on everything. She would say, uh, let me see your teeth. Are they brushing your teeth? Have you, have you been to the dentist? The social worker saw me start to fume and she said, I know, I know, calm down. I was so upset because the mom didn't take them to the dentist even once. And because of that, they have all of this work that they need to do, and we have to take them to the dentist all of the time to correct things. <sighs> but whatever. See above comment about her needing a level of control and me needing to be empathetic for that and to settle down. So she didn't say anything like, you are coming home, because our social worker had her sign the form saying that she wouldn't talk about the case at all. The worker also said that the next time we were on the phone and she says stuff like that, we need to say, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, we're not supposed to talk about the case at all. You're not allowed to say that, uh, etc. I got in the car to take them to dinner and I put on my happiest face to ask how the visit went. They were so excited about the Spider-Man and the Venom dolls and the clothes that they got and the shoes that they got. I was frustrated because none of the shoes fit and none of the the clothes fit and I could just tell that from looking at them and looking at the sizes and I knew that they wouldn't even come close to fitting them. And so we would have to be the bad guys who didn't let them wear the shoes and clothes and they would think it was for other reasons, but uh, it, the sizes were just, they were very far off. It was frustrating. We got to dinner and both boys were still manic. They had already appeared to regress in their behavior expectations we have for them. I tried to give them as much leeway as possible because they were going through a lot. The older one kept yelling, Lufa, Lufa. I was like, what's that? What does that mean? And he said, it's what he says with his mom when you do gas. <sighs> we have a very strict no bathroom words uh, policy. Um... And so I said, okay, well, we don't yell that then because it's the same rules as, our, as the other words that we don't say. And he was like, okay, Papa. And so you kind of saw just how he was distinguishing between the two sets of rules. It was really interesting to see. So we're sitting there at dinner. He was sitting next to me, and he turned around and faced away from me for minutes. and wouldn't say anything. I couldn't get him to turn around. So finally, I just turned his chair around and was like, all right, what's going on? So side note, he has never really opened up in a super meaningful way before this. Usually when it's obvious that something big is on his mind, he won't let you in on what he's thinking about. But this time was different. This time we had a big breakthrough. It went something like this. When am I going to live with mommy? Right off the bat, I should have said, I don't know. The fact is that I didn't know. I knew what the court thought was going to happen, and I knew what I wanted to happen, but the reality is I shouldn't have spoken with such certainty. But I did, so this is how it went. You can judge if it went well or not. 
I replied, oh, I'm sorry, Mijo, but you're not going to live with her. You live with Daddy and I now. Why can't I go live with Mommy? Sometimes mommies love their children very much, but they can't take care of them. Why can't she take care of me? I don't know. I don't know. I'm sorry. I want to live with my mommy. Why can't I live with her? Mijo, you're not going to live with your mom because... Do you remember her making some bad choices? Why did the social worker take me from her? Honey, do you remember? Do you remember some of the things that happened? Then, after months of asking him all of the time if he wanted to share anything about his experience and having him always say no or change the subject, this was the moment. He just exploded. He rattled off a list of awful, awful memories that he has. It was heartbreaking. Just heartbreaking. But it was, it was great because he needs to talk about them. And it was good that he felt comfortable sharing now. We kept talking on, on and on about it. And he finally said, but she's making good choices now. I said, but the court and the judge gave her a list of things that she needs to do. And I'm sorry, she hasn't done any of them. But she will. She will do them. I'm sorry, I don't think so, Mijo. I know this is really tough. It doesn't mean that she loves you any less. She loves you very much, but sometimes mommies just can't take care of their kids. Then he brought up our friend's kids, who were also in the same process of being adopted. And he said... Do you remember them? Their mom couldn't take care of them, so they live with their daddies now. I said, exactly, and, and, and look, they're, they're being adopted. He took a deep breath, and we went back to eating, and we finished, and then we started on the long drive home. He was very quiet in the car, so every once in a while I would check in with him and ask if he's okay or if he had any questions. Sometimes he would say that he's okay, and sometimes he would say... I'm just sad because I can't live with my mommy. Obviously, that was hard to keep hearing. But each time he opened up in some way, I was internally so happy. What they're going through is traumatic. I have no idea what they've been through in terms of being taken from their home. And as wonderful as our time is with them, with all of the fun things, it's also important to, for him to grieve and to have some negativity and to process things and he hadn't outwardly done that until now. And so this was tough. It was a really tough visit. I can't imagine how tough it was on him and his brother. But as tough as it was, I'm happy it finally happened because we're closer to getting some clarity on the situation and have a dialogue about what is really going on. For the rest of the car ride, I asked him who all of the people who love him are so he could see that he has lots of people in his life who love him and He's part of the mom's family, and he's part of our family, and that's okay. It was a tough day. We got home, and uh, boys went to bed, and I just cried, cried, cried. It was, it was tough. I know there will be more tough days. But I said that night, even though it's tough, we will be there with them every step of the way to help them through this process, and we'll love them unconditionally throughout because that's what they deserve, and and I don't know. It was just tough. So that was our first visit, and 
tune in next time to find out uh, how things went from there. Thanks so much for listening.